It's merge. Oh wait, it's merge. Merge ish. Merge ish. Yay! Yay! I love it. Oh, welcome to my beer. It's it's this game. They keep doing weird things in this game, and I understand why, and I'm okay with this, but also not. We'll talk about it. We'll talk uh, about it. Welcome to the the currently unnamed podcast where we put the T in reality, and you can always come to us first to quench your thirst. I'm Logan Murphy. Say something gay. Gay. Thank you very much. We are drinking uh, Blackberry Lemonade. And it's caffeinated because I have somehow ended up on water TikTok. But instead of making like the waters that everyone's making, I just put all the packets into like a thing and I make tea out of them instead. It's pretty good. Yes. Hello, everyone. It's me, Robin. I'm back again for another Survivor recap. Um, listen, this episode. It wasn't one of the best like merge episodes. I feel like we've seen the same thing the last few seasons. And the boot was kind of predictable, like nothing new, same old, same old. Yeah, and we'll get into it because I have qualms, I guess. <laughs> Some issues with like maybe what they could do to change it. Uh-huh. Uh, and I am Jack a Twitch streamer, game designer, college student, coffee addict, uh, and overall mess at this point. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. have reached, I just before this, we discussed how I have now reached the age where, um, yeah, I need to go to sleep very early, which is interesting because that, it, it feels like that shouldn't be happening just yet, but you know. Welcome to burnout. Yeah. Do you, you want to enlighten us with how old you are? Jeff? I'm 21. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm hitting, I'm hitting like the 30 year old burnout of like yeah I need to go to sleep at like 11 at 20, which is no, fun. No, because fully I reach I reached that around that same age too. Mind you, I'm a little bit older now and like I still have it. But Robin, I don't know if that's how you were when you were 21, but. I mean, because you're only 22. Right. I, so, yeah. I don't well, know how um, old you are. I, I feel like at that age, it was kind of a different situation for me because like mm. at our age of 20, 21 is when I discovered my identity. So I was oh, living okay. my full life, like, yeah. I, you know, and as I got older, I think like 25 is when I started slowing down. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I definitely remember like 22 to 24 was like my... We're slowing all the way down. And then I decided to go back to school. It's fine. We're not here to talk about our personal lives, though. <laughs> we should at some point. That'd be nice. But we're here to talk about Survivor 44, Episode 6, Merge, kind of. 
Murgatory. This was... So I was trying to think back because you said in your intro, Robin, that this wasn't the most, like, exciting murgatory Mm. um, of, like... I'm going to... Go ahead and like use the parameters of like the new era of Survivor. Yeah, yeah. This might be my least favorite. And it's not because I didn't enjoy the episode because I thought it was fine. But I think going on off of what you said, everything felt predictable. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. It's just kind of how the cards ended up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It did just feel like... Matt Matthew could have left in either episode, either the last one right. or this one. Yeah. And nothing would have changed. No. It, the only thing that changed was who was voting during that tribal. Uh, and now we have to go back to intros oh, because. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi, Dominic. Hello. Sorry. Interrupting now. I, I got your thing. I was like, all right. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> well, introduce yourself. We went back to intro just for you. Go introduce yeah. yourself again. Awesome. So, hi, I'm Dom. I'm a lifelong Survivor fan and cat dad extraordinaire. Those are really the only two things I talk about. So if you know that about me, you know everything there's to know about me. So intro done. Work. Um, there we go. Updated ticker banner. Well, we're happy you're here. We have not talked about much. So don't worry. You didn't miss a whole lot. Um, we're just talking about, you know, this merge-ish episode in mm-hmm. correlation to all the other ones that have happened in the new era. Um, and how, like the outcome of this week could have been the out- outcome of last week and they could have swapped and like nothing really would have changed. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, they throw all this stuff at the wall, but does it actually ever change things that much? seems like the writing's on the wall and we get the same result and it's just the most convoluted way of getting there. And I think it comes down to even just the way that they have that, that note when they got the idols, it's like, this idol expires when all the players are on the same beach. Like they can't even just have a simple name for everything anymore. It always has to have like some caveat of like, we're going to, when you're on the same beach, because that's not a merge, you know, it is a merge, but you half the people will have immunity and that makes it not emerge somehow. I mean, yeah, I, I, I throw my hands up in the air sometimes at what survivor chooses to be because it has all the materials to be so much better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But we start the episode, and it's uh, drop your buffs. You have 10 minutes. Grab everything. And we kind of have three very different scenarios going into everyone being on the same beach. Uh, (laughs) We have Tika, where, like, everything is fractured. Uh, If it wasn't for Matthew having to leave the game then Josh wouldn't be here. Um, which I, I will say, I wasn't here last week. None of us were, but Jack, actually. Um, yes. <laughs> I was sad. It was kind of inevitable that Matthew was going to was gonna leave. I was sad to see it. 
I hope he gets another shot. I don't know if he will in the same way that we know Bruce will. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see it though on like a the, second chances or something like the that. The thing personally for me that differentiates Bruce from Matthew, at least in like the medevac regard, Bruce ended up making like one mistake trying to go a little too hard in a challenge. Something that reasonably there should have been protection for. There should have been a pad on top of that pole that he got a massive cut from. I'm very happy to see him back. Mm-hmm. Matt randomly scaled a giant rock <laughs> that he had no reason to mm-hmm. and right. fell off and hurt his arm. He did it to that, It's It's very much a... Why did you do this kind <laughs> of like do I feel bad that someone gets medevaced? Yes. Do I feel as bad? No, simply because the situation is so different. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't see a reason for Matt to come back as much as Bruce because Bruce was uh medevaced entirely on production's fault. Matt yeah. was medevaced very much because of his own fault. There was no reason for him to do that. Mm-hmm. Although Absolutely. it did suck to basically just see like Matt go have a talk with medical and then not even get to see him say goodbye to anyone. Like we don't know when he was removed. Mm-hmm. That's the weird part for me. It felt like, oh yeah, um, Matt's just been removed. It felt like if you've ever been in a survivor org, there's just like a ping of this player has been removed from the game. The round is over. Yeah. And that's it. And just feels like, oh, okay. It must must have been early enough in the day because they typically do tribal at night Mm -hmm. because it's still daylight when Jeff shows up to tell them that they don't have to go to tribal. So who knows? I don't, <laughs> but we have we have three kind of different scenarios. You have Tika, where everything is fractured, but we finally have an all queer tribe for the first time ever. Yes, I love this. <laughs> uh, even though it's three of the most chaotic people possible, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Soka, where you have these like it's two duos basically that are like a four person voting block. And then Jamie thinking she's the most powerful player in the game. And I'm just, <laughs> oh, I, Jamie, I, love, I love her. Yeah. I really do. She's really and, stepping up to that Angelina role, I feel like. Recently. And I knew she would, and I'm thrilled. <laughs> I just need her to ask for somebody's jacket. <laughs> That's uh, all I need. Uh, um, and then you have... Um, Ratu, the other, I was like, the other one. Um, you have Ratu, where um, everyone is kind of like very kumbaya. We hear a little bit from Kane where he's like, I'm, I kind of feel a little bit on the outs. So this merge situation is going to be really, really good for me to sort of try to find some new allies. And immediately they get, they get the notice, oh, everyone's coming to your beach. Carson goes, well, I have an idol that just expired. 
just open to everyone. Mm -hmm. So now everyone on former Rachu has that knowledge. And then Lauren goes, well, I have an extra vote. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, everyone's just freely sharing information. Like, I'm like, okay, okay great, cool. What Survivor is now, just tell everybody what you have, your advantages, your votes, whatever. Yeah. I, that's <laughs> the thing that I always say when I watch this show is that it must be so much harder than it seems to keep a secret because every single time I'm like, in this, now they know that knowledge power is power is a thing too. Right. Like, you know that someone yeah. can steal what you have. And yet still, everybody just blabs. And I think to myself, you know, if I were in that situation, would I be able to hold that secret? Like, I think now I could, but I'm like, if 90% of the people who are on there can't, I don't feel like I would be above them and like able to do it myself. There must be something when you're out there where you're just like, I need to tell somebody, I need to tell somebody. <laughs> yeah. And then you mix in all of the advantages and now you have real idols, you have fake idols, mm -hmm. you have fake idols that were real idols. Like, I don't even know who actually has an idol. Because yeah. Matthew had one and he left the game. So Carolyn, I believe, is the only person with an active uh, idol. Somehow. And Danny. Uh, Danny, yeah. Danny, Danny, yeah. And okay, there is one other person. I couldn't remember who it was. And then Carson has a fake idol. Jamie... Has two fake idols. <laughs> Jamie has one fake idol that she knows is fake, and the other one that she doesn't <laughs> know that she thinks is real. See, so when she plays that fake idol, which I'm sure is going to happen, you oh, know, yeah. I feel like at this point, like that's the edit seems to be leading up to her having a very humiliating end. Yeah. She could really go full Angelina, like she'll be like, "Can I have your idol? Can I have your idol?" When her fake one doesn't work, yeah. like we could really have her ascend fully to that Angelina throne. So I hope that she really goes out with a bang and starts really pleading for other people's idols when hers doesn't work. I'm just sad Matthew won't be there to see the fake idol fail. <sighs> Honestly, yeah. like that's. But that's he was also it. telling he was just, he was spreading that around her. Like that's that I would be like, okay, if Matthew does come back, anybody who plays with him, he is the worst ally to have because well, poor saying, like, Jamie, he was like really throwing him under the bus. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like a second chances might be better because like people will know his game, but he'll also be surrounded by threats that are equal or more threatening than him. Yeah, but I would not want to ally with him because I mean he was like he told Carson about Jamie's fake idol. Like he would he really wants to put that target on Jamie's back. And I was like, I don't feel like you need to do that. <laughs> he was just again, like the same with the rock thing. He was just throwing everything at the wall and like production probably loves that, but you can see why uh, he ended up getting meta backed out on his own terms uh, with making some unnecessary errors. Mm -hmm. I yeah. feel bad because obviously, if Matt hadn't injured his soldier, the Jesus Christ, I can't speak. <laughs> if Matt hadn't injured his shoulder, good job, Jack. Why is that work? I think I'm actually losing it. Nice. Uh, if Matt hadn't injured his shoulder great i think he would have been a strong player and easily mm -hmm. would have gotten to at least halfway through the merge if not into the finale he already proved that not only could he find a real idol but he could convince people that they actually have the real idol yeah. and 
it sounded like he was pretty strong at challenges, just like his general build. So I could have seen him winning out, honestly. Like right. I definitely, I think that could have happened. But, but once again, uh, fuck around, hurt your arm, <laughs> find out. Fuck around and find out, literally. <laughs> like, okay, no. What it is. Fuck around, fall down, and find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So we get everyone on the same beach. Ooh, mm -hmm. we're on the same beach. <laughs> it's not merge. You don't have buffs yet. Um. And instantly, the first thing we see is Josh go to Brandon and tell him that he has an idol or he has the birdcage idol and then tells Jamie he doesn't have an idol. <laughs> and I'm like, Josh, why are you immediately telling people that you have not played the game with? Right. My that you suddenly don't have an idol, or you do or do not have an idol. Yeah. And also, I feel like Josh comes into this, like, merge or whatever, just full-on wanting to cut off Tika, like, don't even care about them anymore, don't even care about the relationship he's made over there. And I get it, right? They're probably about to vote him off the last round. But going into this merger story, like, and that's what I like about Jamie, even though she might be a little tiny bit, just a little bit delusional about like being this all powerful player, <laughs> that is a good position he would dealt with, like getting to interact with other tribes that, you know, other people are not going to get that opportunity to do. And he kind of screwed that up and coming into this territory and just automatically throwing the Tika under the bus. Yeah, definitely rubbed me the wrong way how he played mm -hmm. this round for sure. Yeah, I don't think he could have played it any worse. But, you know, I think that, oh, I appreciate about the season's cast is that they are very willing to just throw a relationship out, out the door for no reason. <laughs> Even funny. last week with Carolyn, when yeah. she came back um, from the journey with uh, everyone, and she was, like, so clearly against Josh. I was like, don't, like, I, I probably, it doesn't seem like the dynamics were necessarily as they were shown last time. It seems pretty clear cut that Josh was going to go home. But I was watching last episode and thinking, Carolyn, you're putting a target on your back by being so clearly against Josh right now. So I do like, it makes it more entertaining when you see people being very transparent about their distaste for other players. Strategically, not quite the best idea, though. No, I feel like this is going to turn into more of like a voting block season than anything else. Because the last couple of seasons, like we haven't seen, we've seen some like decently sized alliances over like the new era of the game. But I feel like we're going to see something very similar to what we saw in David versus Goliath, where I feel like relationships are just going to keep shifting back and forth. And you're going to have, like, you're going to have people on opposite ends. And in this case, it was Jam Jam and Josh. And then somehow Kane's name gets thrown in. We'll talk about it. But you have people on these extreme ends, but it's very few people on these extreme ends. You just have a lot of people kind of middling. And it really honestly comes down to this Ratu 4, uh, or Ratu 3, I guess, Lauren, Brandon, Carson. Mm-hmm. 
and this Soka four of Matt, Franny, Heidi, and Danny. And they're all they're all kind of just like middling together. And if I was anyone in those groups, once you see that those are like the established majorities from the old tribes, I just go, hey, you're a four, we're a three, we can be seven, we control everything. We all make it to seven. That's not the most like entertaining gameplay, but it's kind of a sure bet that you're going to get. And especially even if you're in the majority four, you can even then be like, if you want to like cut someone from the minority of the majority, you can do that because you have the agency to do so. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I feel like we're just going to end up with like a very like, like every everything's gonna be very fluid this season which i don't mind because i think Mm -hmm. it's gonna lead to some really nice shocking eliminations but Mm -hmm. yeah no i do think that as the merge happens in these newer seasons we see over and over again anybody who has that kind of bad rap from their tribe coming into the merge those are the easy pickings that tend to go home like even last season ellie just because she had had such so much trauma with Gabler and all the other members of her tribe, just an easy vote out. Even Janine kind of got stuck with that. Chanel, the one, and, and 42. I think there are those people who uh, just naturally are selected as like, oh, no one really trusts them. So I think that's like Josh and Kane this time. But I do think that people like Franny, Matt, and Danny probably should have tried to hold on to Josh because he still trusted them. They might not have liked him. They might have said, oh, he's getting chance after chance after chance to stick around. But he didn't have any reason not to trust them. From his perspective, he had been in good with them. So mm-hmm. from the perspective of trying to keep your numbers, I think they absolutely should have tried to keep Josh even though – they all had a bad feeling about him. Clearly, he was kind of lost in this game. He didn't really have... Uh, that's the other funny thing, is they're saying, like, oh, such a social oh, threat. Yeah. He's a big... That's he's doing hard. so well. I'm like, every single person in this game does not like or trust him. How does that work? So I, I feel like it was maybe not a good move for the people who may... Like, Franny, Matt, Danny, they might want that number uh after a few rounds from now yeah definitely definitely that well we go nothing else the only real thing that happens beyond that is carolyn mm-hmm. it's time for our oh, weekly God. carolyn segment where we talk all about carolyn and how much we love carolyn and on this week's episode <laughs> Carolyn gets the crossfade of the season where everyone is talking around her and she's having major social anxiety. And I don't know about y'all, but I relate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, it was one of the most relatable moments. I was so happy to see that for her because she has been kind of wacky and out there. But this was the thing that I think everybody, uh, many people, including myself, and I think everyone here can definitely relate to that idea of like, oh my gosh, I'm in a big group right now and everybody's talking and how am I supposed to get word in edgewise? What am I supposed to say? I'm going to say something. It's going to be weird. It was very relatable and made me like her a lot more. I have never felt more seen and more <laughs> attacked in a single moment. I was like, Honestly. I am literally seeing myself on the screen looking at a group of people and saying, oh, God, I have to talk. Yeah. Honestly, no. like half of the reason I wanted to start podcasting was so I could get over my social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like that's half the reason I like I started doing it. 
So for me, like, even in that situation, I don't know necessarily how I would handle myself. I would just be like, hi, I'm here. I just, there's a lot happening. I'm going to get some water. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe look for an idol, but I'm not going to tell anyone that. Like, that's, like, I definitely, I, I agree, Jack. I felt uh, seen and attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. And that's why I love Carolyn, because any uh, moment she's on screen, I am either going, I relate in the best and worst mm -hmm. ways. She really, she really is great. We also see, and I personally was a little surprised to see this, we see Carolyn immediately go back to Carson. And Carson in confessional is like, yeah, I think Jam Jam and Carolyn are two great numbers that I can use moving forward. I was gagged. I know they had an alliance um, when Carson was on Tika. I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect Carson to go into merge wanting to work with Jam Jam and Carolyn again. I don't know if that's just me. Yeah. I think those are his number ones, like from what I've seen from like the Tika tribe um, before he like left. It. You know, yeah, I think he can trust the people in Route 2. He's made connections with, like, a Kane and stuff. But Kane also is kind of, like, was on the bottom of that tribe. So, like, how many, how much agency does Kane have? And, yeah. you know, it's just for numbers, you know, having yeah. them around. And I think also, I think also, especially some, someone like Jam Jam, like, if you're aligned with him, I don't know, in my eyes, you know, from look, obviously looking in like we see Carson's gameplay but being there I would me in my head would think like oh Jam Jam's the one running that trio you know what I mean and he wouldn't be front and center with that so mm -hmm. I understand why he would do that I also think that Jam Jam and Carolyn are kind of think maybe he thought of as like the big personalities and less game players so maybe he's thinking mm -hmm. especially with Carolyn you know I think there's she has a lot of merit to her game as well but she kind of has the Angelina Nora vibe to her too, where it's like, okay, maybe yeah. I do want to go to the end with her because she's not going to get any votes and she'll make her case yeah. at Final yeah. Travel Council and no one will listen to it, <laughs> which I hope, unlike what happened at this Warrior episode, that people do give her a chance if she gets to the end because I think she has a lot of valid strategy, but I think just traditionally, historically, she fits that archetype that you could very easily see at the end, making that case at Final Travel Council and everybody's just following their nails not really listening <laughs> she reminds me a lot and this is going to be a deep cut and i think it's going to continue <laughs> as the season goes on she reminds me a lot of lil yeah <laughs> in that, that oh my in god that lil was such a big personality no one really expected her to be like a major game player mm -hmm. but she did have her very strategic moments and she yeah. <laughs> led a lot of um the decisions mind you sandra won obviously yeah and lil was very much so considered a goat mm -hmm. but i do think i i like i get we see the angelina and the nora and i would i would even say to an extent and i know dominic you're gonna hate me for this i would even see like a courtney comparison <laughs> to courtney. carolyn in a way mm -hmm. um in that sort of archetype of like throwaway female mm -hmm. character. And I don't mean that with any disrespect, but that's like, it. that tends to be the archetypal character. 
but mm -hmm. I see a lot of Lil mm -hmm. in Carolyn, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I hope we get to continue to see Carolyn's gameplay potential. Obviously, she's an orger, so like we know when mm -hmm. you get to the these like end games, like I'm interested to see how she's gonna ha handle things and whether she's gonna end up in a good position. And I think having Carson in her back pocket is gonna be very, very beneficial. Because honestly, I think going into merge-ish, I think Carson is kind of in the best position. As much as I hate to admit it, I think you're right. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, I I have nothing against him as a person, as a survivor yeah. character. Yeah. He just doesn't bring anything that I am overjoyed to see. <laughs> um, yeah. I know that will possibly get me blocked on Twitter if he ever saw that. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> He seems like a little sensitive soul, which is a great thing. He's like, you know, being I, a rocket a, scientist, it's fine. He has a lot going for him. He is, <laughs> he has a ton yeah. going for him. I, he seems like a very bright, level-headed, um, ambitious guy. But I feel like seen, been there, done that with his type on Survivor, and you know, not uh, to his credit, he studied up everything on the game. To me, that diminishes my enjoyment of watching the game if I feel like people yeah. pre pre-studied everything <laughs> and it's just like okay i'm gonna go through the motions of playing this game because i know exactly what i need to do in every challenge you know that's not exciting to me but that's something against him uh he obviously I, very smart of him to do that well that's a really great seg go ahead jack i have a segue yeah no 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 that's exactly where i was going to segue into because so because we go to the immunity challenge <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it, it's the same old mergatory challenge that we've seen the last three seasons with the same giant ball in a sand pit and the same obstacles. But this time you have to run up an American Ninja Warrior style warp wall and then solve the good old 3D tree puzzle. Mm -hmm. um, our teams were... Uh, Danny, Heidi, Josh, Kane, Lauren, and Jam Jam. And then the other side was Brandon, Carolyn, Carson, Franny, Jamie, and Matt. This was pretty evenly matched going in, and it was pretty evenly matched up until the puzzle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then the puzzle happened. And as soon as I saw what the puzzle was, I was like, oh, Carson literally said oh, yep. he, he has this. We saw him with a 3D printed version of this puzzle. Yeah. His home. It's a no-brainer. And I don't even remember who was with him because I'm pretty sure he did the entire puzzle by himself. He definitely yeah. did. Mm -hmm. they did. Um, Survivor. <laughs> as someone who does puzzles a lot, here's a tip. You can cut different pieces out of the same thing. You can keep the exact same puzzle, but just change the piece shape. Mm -hmm. It's not that hard unless you are literally just spray painting the pieces different colors every season, in which case, please do something else. Do we like, think it's the same pieces, Jack? I don't think I don't think it's the same pieces, but they likely have like my guess is that it is all uh, wood cut from the exact same machine, and they can literally just turn on a program and then spray yeah. paint the wood however they need it. 
I would say it's probably one of two or three. Mm -hmm. There's always a couple iterations of these same sort of puzzles. And especially in the new era, we've seen a lot of puzzles reused. And I understand that like when you've when you've been in Fiji for as long as Survivor has, and you've done challenges for as long as you have, maybe the budgets aren't as high as they used to be. Maybe we put the budget towards some newer challenges. And like y'all know they use they've used the same damn poles for the hold on to the pole <laughs> as long as you can challenge for probably 10 years. Yeah. And just repainted them every year. So like I mean, what why do these people even need to be employed anymore? I mean, they don't seem to be doing anything different. I mean, you don't really need a challenge it. designer if you're <laughs> just gonna reuse the same five challenges every every season. I mean Let's earn your keep, guys. I mean, let's let's do something like different. There are inventive challenges you absolutely can make, yeah. but they're so committed to mediocrity at this point. It's not even. It can't be just budget. It can't just be any excuse. It's it's really just we've settled into a groove that we're comfortable in, and we're gonna act as if it's not an inferior show product or whatever. I mean. Maybe some of the casual fans don't recognize that the same challenges are being played over and over again. But to me, it's so boring watching a challenge, especially when it's always the same thing. There's not a lot of, a lot of variety between challenges in each episode and, and challenges each season. Um, and I'm sure we're getting to the post-merge, so the, the best is behind us now. It's just going to be endurance challenges every episode, so... I was going to say, what challenges are we expecting to see? I'm expecting to see the one where you have to move the blocks with your feet. That's a classic. <laughs> um, uh, the the stack dominoes on posts mm. in order to spell a word, but don't hit the tripwire. Or the one where you have to hold the wire. I'm honestly just thinking about challenges we just saw in Australian Survivor because they're all honestly the same. <laughs> like, they're genuinely the same. I mean, um, those... I don't think are the worst thing. Those, if you want to repeat it, is absolutely fine. You should not be able to 3D print a puzzle and memorize it from home mm -hmm. and then be able to do that on Survivor. If you can, like, hold up your body in, like, a frame and get used <laughs> to that, I mean, I guess, mm -hmm. but... Also, someone who's naturally stronger is going to have that kind of advantage anyway. Being able to literally replicate a puzzle breaks the entire point of the puzzle and turns it into a, okay, who's memorized this before? You win. Right. Mm. It's not entertaining. It's supposed to be like the great equalizer. Like, uh, yeah. and anybody could do it. Anybody could win at that point. But yeah. it's not the case if somebody's memorized it and can do it in five seconds. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean... I, I, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't the most upset about Carson winning this puzzle because it meant that Carolyn, Carolyn made the merge. <laughs> it meant that Jamie made the merge. Mm. It meant that our showmance made the merge. And Brandon, who is there? Um, <laughs> and is nice to look at. So... Which I will say, like, I didn't mind, like, the winning. Of course, I wish it was a more fair way of them, like, of winning, course. of course. And, you know, I do love a little drama, so I would have liked to see what it would have been like if, you know, um, Josh's team actually won. You know, what what was 
the scramble be then, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately. I hate seeing a lot of people just being safe all the time. I want to see some people struggle for once. But yes. it might have been Carolyn, so I'm glad. I was going to say, I think I'm it would have been Carolyn. we didn't get that, you know? But officially, Carolyn has made merch. Yes. Oh. Queen. Icon. That's all we need. And, all we need. And everybody else. <laughs> and everybody else. But um, they get new buffs. They get a merge feast. Black and red for merge buffs. What do we think? Thoughts? Feelings? I like, I like I it. it. I like it. Good enough. <laughs> I'm like, That's I would have loved, I would I, I'm still waiting for pink. That's like the one color that I'm like, just do pink. Yeah, it seemed like the last few seasons they've just been sticking with like these green, colors. orange, purple. Yeah. Again, it goes back to they already have all of the challenges made, Robin. So they already have the colors. It's already made. I'm hoping 45 brings us something different. I'm hopeful. but I mean, 41 and 42 stuck with red, blue, yellow instead, right? If I remember correctly? Red, blue. No, it was green, orange, purple. Then what was red, blue, yellow? I remember that happening. No, 41 was green. Blue, orange, green, yellow, something. Green, oh. yellow, blue. I mean, they're just using the six colors of the rainbow on and off. I know. And then throwing a black or a green or a blue mm -hmm. merge buff and calling it a day. Or purple. If they don't use purple in the main. Yeah. Okay. So 41 was blue, green, yellow with red yeah, as the merge. 42 was blue, green, orange with purple as the merge. And then 43 and, or, oh, no, 43 was red, blue, yellow. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, red, blue, yellow with red green as green. the merge. So mm -hmm. I, let's, let's throw in some, I don't know. I don't know. Like fuchsia, some uh, royal blue. Mm -hmm. Maybe a lavender. We could say fuchsia for when I'm on because that's like my favorite color. <laughs> Survivor 40, what, seven? No, I was going to say Survivor 50 something. I don't know. <laughs> Not 50 something. <laughs> yes. That's all no. I'm going to do. to ever play Survivor. Fair. Um, brother. Still, I'm. Listen, as much as I watch Survivor, I played a lot of Survivor games. It's just not for me. I go out of final 10, final 9. No, no. The same. I I can't do Survivor. Big Brother? Yeah, I could. Uh, I very much run a Survivor game and uh we we have more color variety. They can help. They can do it. Sure. They can do it. Yeah, it's just all about the shades. Like, just don't give me the same blue, the same right. green, the same yellow. You can, like... Yeah, I think the green season for the merge buff was pretty nice. It was, like, a different... Yeah. yeah it's, like, a, it's it's a muted lime green or something like that. Like, yeah. that was pretty. Like a teal, lime green. Something. But... So we go... We, I'm not wearing them, so... Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I don't care. I just, I honestly hated that Winners at War was red and blue. I was like, y'all couldn't have done something, anything else more creative. Yeah, they were like very much the standard red and blue too. Like no real, like <laughs> no no switch ups there. And I mean, the, the initial tribe colors do matter because 
that affects the entire wardrobe of the cast and the entire cast is in that shade. Um, I don't know if that actually really was applying to where is it worth. I feel like they had some random colors in there. Um, well, does yeah. it matter? Because Jack, you said something in our group chat and I was intrigued by it and I couldn't tell yes. whether it, I, I couldn't tell. So did they get new clothes? Like I, I feel like they got clothes. At least some of them did that were more blue because Carson's shirt definitely changed. I remember Carson's wow. shirt when he was on his original tribe being different from when he was swapped. It was like super purple. Yeah. I do think that they get more clothes now. And I've heard it's because they have like rules about players not getting too close in the shelter during the night. So maybe they have more clothes to stay warmer. I don't know what it is, but they definitely like, I feel like many of the recent seasons I've been like, oh, Where'd that piece come from? <laughs> Changing yeah. up your look? Where, where'd you get the materials for that? So I remember recently I saw Lauren from Edge of Extinction like rate her looks from Survivor and she had like six or seven different looks. And I was like, Wait, oh, hold on. <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> but she had like a cardigan, pants, a tank top, a shirt. So there were like options. I guess that's what you do now, unless you go in wearing a full suit, which I would never do. Like I don't want to play Survivor. Games wore wearing like blazers and stuff. With Josh wearing like a blazer, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to play Survivor in dress pants. I'm sorry, no. Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that I think it would be. Uh, that's a definitely limiting factor. I know that production has some say in that. So that's so interesting to me, especially with Josh's little lie that he decided to tell about being a personal trainer. It's like, mm, is your character type personal trainer in a suit? <laughs> I don't know that that's what I would dress a personal trainer in if I was thinking, like, what role does production see you playing? So, I mean, that's something that you would have to definitely keep, <laughs> keep in mind. Um, but, you know... <laughs> I would be very – and the thing is now, if you come back on the show, you're going to have to wear the same thing again. You know, they don't give you a switch-up now. Like, I know Kelly Wentworth has worn the same same checkered shirt every time exactly. that she's played. Hey, so. for real? That's what they do even if yeah. you come back? Oh, Lord. Yeah. Now they all tend to wear the similar types of outfits. So Sanders wore that's... the same shirt five times. <laughs> like <laughs> – the same shirt and the same hat five times on Survivor. Like, and that me that's tough for me to think about if I were to play because the looks that you serve on that show matter a lot. I mean, I don't want to just do the same repetitive thing. You have to, be like, able to what, switch it up. I'm a like, bit. Dom, what tank top are you gonna wear? <laughs> I was gonna say, actually, what am I talking about here? Like, I am very repetitive in my day to day life. Yeah. I, my, I didn't <laughs> say it, I didn't oh say God. it. God. Well, I would Why just would want to be able to have a look that I like. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I mean, I will be honest. I have looked into, like, yeah, what are, like, some unbranded clothes that, like, don't have any huge logos yeah. on it? Right. Um, or that does have something recognizable. Like, like this technically is fine. Because yeah. it doesn't, like, it doesn't have, like, Oh, Am Amber Crombie on it. I'm not saying that right. Whatever. Um, you know what I mean. Uh, like it doesn't have the word Nintendo slathered on it. Uh, 
but it's surprisingly hard to get clothes that don't follow that. And seeing what they pull off on this show with like, yeah, we're just going to get you a full suit, but it doesn't have a single name on it mm-hmm. is impressive. <laughs> I mean, that's a little bit easier. You just rip the tags out of everything. Yeah. I was going to say, honestly, just go to Target. That's what I would do. <laughs> get like a basic t-shirt, some basic shorts, and I'm still going to serve a look, even though I would never go on Survivor, but, um, or wear something like from a university. That's always like an easy one. Mm-hmm. It's like, who's going to wear a but university? But then you're showing what university you're affiliated with, and everybody loves to wear Maybe I'm wearing a shirt from a university I didn't go to. What about that, Dom? Well, then it's going to be what people think that you went to then. So are you choosing yeah. a university that you don't want them to think that you're Harvard? Are you choosing... Yes, Not exactly. <laughs> you might want to get the casting people to think you went to Harvard because that's they love like the most ambitious and over-the-top resumes for people now. Right. But for fellow island goers, I would say I would avoid Harvard as a, as a choice. Yeah. Anyway, back to Survivor. Can you tell we really don't want to talk about this episode? <laughs> there wasn't that mean, much to it, you know? It wasn't necessarily the most either. intriguing strategy. Or it's, again, what I was saying before, it seems like at the when it comes to the merge, everybody comes together, they compare notes. Oh, no one trusted Kane. No one trusted Josh. So they're kind of the ones who are at risk now. And Josh throws out Jam Jam as a last-ditch <laughs> effort because God forbid... He leave the beaches of Fiji before Jam Jam. And that <laughs> is what I call a homosexual playing survivor. Uh, yeah, their like, interaction was very funny, though, with them trying to come together and to squash that beef. I thought that was a highlight of the episode. I really thought that was going to do something. I was very naive <laughs> to thinking that. But, you know, I really was rooting for them. You know, two queer men, like, of color. that <laughs> wanted them to work together and really do something. But they're both Gays can't together. work together. That's why we only get uh, one of these. <laughs> Right, it's queer on queer violence, and there's nothing we can do about it. Right, I went for Romeo in 42. I'm just like, well, because we only have what there's only there were four queer people that made merge, yes. Um, Uh, because merge ish, well, nope, that's a lie. There's only three people that made merge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got 50%. Yeah, we got 50%. I'll take it. No, um, yeah, it's. It's Josh. There's a little bit of a rumbling on Kane. Josh is going for Jam Jam. And Jam Jam's name for a moment, at least in the edit, kind of gains traction. Everyone's like, yeah, Jam Jam, sure. And then then everyone was like, oh, wait, but Josh. Right. I want to say, like, I think, you know, we don't see a lot of gameplay from Kane, but I think this is one of those um, episodes where we did see a little bit of game from Kane because he did hear his name and he was like, wait, why is my name out there now? Why am I the second target? And then he makes sure he tells his allies like, hey, can we do Jam Jam instead? instead? Like, can that be the decoy name? And I love how his allies, you know, actually listened and was like, you know what? You're right. Let's put Jam Jam instead. And I think that's how, like you were saying, Dominic, earlier, I think that's how Soka should play. That's how Danny mm-hmm. should play by trying yeah. to keep Josh as ally. Because, you know, yeah. although you might not see eye to eye with him or don't think you could work with him, like, at least that's a number that's from your original tribe. Because, like, yeah. I don't know how people feel. Like, you know, I played, like, two live Survivor games now, and 
I've been tribe strong day one, tribe strong. No matter how many allies I've had or like merges I go through, it's like so, there's something about having those day ones that, you know, there's a bond there that cannot be broken no matter how much like you feel like betrayed by someone, you know? Yeah. So I think it was a bad move for Danny, but good move for Kane, good for, move for Brandon actually like listening to his, mm-hmm. you know, well, tribe buddy. And it's interesting because Brandon is the one that throws Kane's name out as right. the <laughs> Because Kane voted for him in Natty vote. The one vote. The one vote. Uh, Well, no, it was one of two, but he's the only one left in the game. Left in the game. Um, And then the whole time, the episode is kind of overrun by this, like, does Josh have a real idol? Does Josh not have a real idol? And I love that Carolyn at the merge feast is like, oh, yeah, no, he doesn't have an idol. He used one. Tried to show us a fake idol, and it was fully beads from tree mail so it doesn't have an idol and then who was it that was just like but no he has an idol i know he has an idol he has an jamie. idol was it uh, was, wasn't it it was jamie jamie was like i know he has an idol he told me he has an idol <laughs> and carolyn in confessional just like why won't anyone listen to me <laughs> i just hate to see that because like i think carolyn has really good reads and they're just underestimating her you know, as much as a lot of people don't like the season, last winner of last season, you know, no, no, I really see like a lot of similarities in terms of like her being underestimated and nobody really seeing her game. But at the end, I could definitely see her like pulling out some tricks and be like, hey, this is what I did. This is what I did. You know? I would like to compare her more to an Erica or Marianne. But to be fair, Literally every winner in the new era is someone who was not considered a threat for the majority of the game and then all of a sudden swooped out of nowhere and won the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the only reason I'm old. not comparing her to Marianne or Erica is just because Carolyn's a little more kooky and a little more out than Erica. Maybe Marianne is a little closer, but mm-hmm. I was gonna say Marianne's a probably a bit closer a as far as personality. But, but um I'm I was gonna say if tradition holds. Carolyn or Heidi, I'm fine either way. I, I will mean, say that Carolyn did in I think one of I think Mike Bloom's most recent interview say that she was inspired to sign up because she always thought, oh, I'd be the first boot for being the loud one. And then she saw Mary Ann play and was like uh-huh. You know what? No, I'll be fine. And she is because one of the best casting choices in 44 seasons, hands down, no question. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if she doesn't win, they're going to bring her back the moment that they can. And if she does win, you know, she is a lock for winners at war Mm two. Like that's a guarantee. Like it, we, I, I am very certain that we will see Carolyn again on our TV screens in uh, in the foreseeable future. Like I hopefully, hopefully they choose to do a returning season again. Yeah. I mean I, I agree I've that heard, she is a lot. I've heard things. I'm just gonna oh. say I've heard things. Um <laughs> but 
Yeah. Was there was there anything else to to go over? Not much happens. One last thing I want to mention because it really reared its ugly head again at Tribal Council. This episode is just the metaphors being out of control as always, and it just was like I can't even comprehend what's being said anymore. It just is so horrible and at this point survivor's been on for 44 seasons survivor is like playing survivor we don't need to compare things that happen in survivor to anything else we all know just from even watching what tribal council is like we don't need these convoluted annoying metaphors that you can just tell they're like scraping and clawing to find something jeff please like what I have to say, because it's the most convoluted, stupid metaphor you could possibly imagine. Like me, like me, Jeff. That's why I hear every time someone says some stupid metaphor. Now, now we're playing Survivor with a capital S. I wanted to <laughs> throw up. I'm like, you've been playing Survivor since day one. Yeah. It exactly. felt like for me, for people that watch Drag Race in the US, it felt like <laughs> Ross Matthews when he goes, you know that thing? Like, that's what it all felt like. I was like, no, stop. Right, Ross, please. I love Jeff. Don't get me wrong. I think it's finally time for Jeff to step away as host and Christian Hubicki come in as the host, as he should. Or Sandra. Those are my only two options. I know that there's probably like several people that could be host. It's Christian or it's Sandra for me. Screw it. Just go the route of the Bachelorette and have the most recent winner host. <laughs> the Don't duo host. Talk about Tasha Adams like that. <laughs> Love Tasha. I think she's filming another reality show now, too. <laughs> I'm thrilled. Wait, yes. which one is it? We'll talk the, off, offline. Yeah, we need to go to that now. Thrilled. But, yeah. <gasps> that rumored cast. Ah, anyway, um, yeah, we're at tribal metaphors on metaphors on metaphors, and <clears throat> we get the vote. There's only eleven votes. Ooh, but it literally doesn't even matter. Yeah, um, because we get a seven to three to one vote with not even all the votes read, and Josh is eliminated. No one's surprised. We know. Yeah. Nothing now. So the three votes for Jam Jam came from Josh, Kane, and Brandon. And then the Kane vote came from Carolyn. So everybody else voted Josh. Matt did not have a vote, which means is he the first person to survive two tribals without a vote? Maybe. In, a, in American Survivor, at least. <laughs> South Africa has done some weird twists with voting, but I want to say, to my knowledge, he's the first person to survive two tribals with no vote. And correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, because I probably am. <laughs> but... To survive two tribals with no... With Without no a vote? Didn't... Without a vote. Without, okay, yeah. Because with it's no in. votes, that definitely has been done. Let me clear. Yeah. yeah. Has survived two tribal councils without voting. Let's say that. Yes. Did Xander have a vote in his, oh, his first tribal? 
Oh, I think it was actually Xander. Oh, no, I don't know if he lost his vote after the first episode or during it. It probably it might have been after because I don't think they went to tribal council again after that. They just lost the first two, right? Let's take a look. Yasa, but I, I think he still had his vote. Yeah, the first episode, but that was the only one that came to mind. Let's research. I <laughs> know uh, he did vote in the first episode. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, he um, he voted for Abraham, as everybody did. Um, but yeah, then he didn't have a vote for his second tribal. So I'm going to say Matt is the first person to survive two tribals without voting. Lock him in for Game Changers 2. He's, he's in <laughs> his spot. <laughs> no, I would rather not, personally. That's just me. I'm not... I get nothing from him. I really don't. He's wow. just Ken. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get a little bit of a preview for next week, and it sounds like there's a twist at the immunity challenge where someone might lose their vote again. I'm like, why are we stripping people of their vote? I I think Zach uh, from 42 put it best they finally voted out a man jeff none of you will have a say none of you oh yeah he is yeah, the first I, man I, we voted. I saw that the first the first man voted out of this season of survivor is literally when every single person is on one beach it's fine. Granted, the only reason that happened is because the two men were medevaced. But still, that's not a great statistic. <laughs> no. No. So do we think do we think jury starts next week? That feels fitting. Yeah. Eight person jury, final three. Yeah, and they can always oh. as long as it's not like ever a multiple of three. It's fine because you yeah. can always have what happened during Ghost Island. Correct. Yeah. Uh, where third place just votes. The only time that's ever happened. And I would like to see it happen again. But any final thoughts on this episode? The new seasons don't really have that many close votes, though. No. The jury has seemed to just know where they're going. And it's been unanimous or like one vote off i believe nice. in most of them yeah who knows uh any final thoughts uh final thoughts the cast is pretty good i think all these twists is just fucking it up for a lot of these people um i hope it gets better next week i hope it's nothing that screws our faves <laughs> you know that's all i could ask for Team Carolyn. Team Carolyn. I do know. wonder if they'll have a new birdcage. I hope. They need like a merge title. Merge cage. Merge. <laughs> Lock <laughs> everyone in a cage and we do that challenge from Big Brother 5. <laughs> I would love that. Let's do it. Let's do that. Wait, or the pressure cooker from 6. I thought it was yeah. 
pressure cooker. Pressure cooker is six. It's six. I wasn't yeah, six. because now, it had It was yeah, case, April. Caser, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would I always remember Kaser as being on Big Brother. Kaser was the last two, I think, with Jenny, and then he was he like, got evicted. Yeah, if you don't put it yeah. on the blocker, and she's like, "Yeah, I would never, I wouldn't do that," and she did. Yeah, she, was, she was bring lying. back moments like that, just like that brutal. <laughs> I don't know why challenge. they don't have that challenge anymore on Big Brother. It's really good. They I only did it once. They think they, it messes up the schedule. It's too difficult to do. It's like. You are here to please the audience. Like let's let's not anymore. Like let's uh let's have that all nighter production. Listen, like, as long as they still have live feeds, it's a win of my book. That's that art. Oh god. Well, thank you for joining us for another Survivor episode. We'll be back next week with more Survivor. Um and probably another tangent. I'm gonna try to make it, but it is 80 degrees next Friday. So. Bitch. <laughs> Well, not trying to be home, but yeah, that's valid and understandable. Well, most likely, I'll be home. Well, I mean, it's also the Drag Race finale next Friday, so when, uh, yeah, we may we may or may not be. Here. We might be recording on a different day, but y'all will never know. Uh, <laughs> just just forget the past like five minutes of conversation, <laughs> and we're good. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to subscribe. Follow all of us on social media. Because we do fun things sometimes. I just should talk Drag Race, honestly, is all. And Big Brother Canada. At I this point, talk, that's kind of I troll people, especially the twinks. You know. As you should. I'll sometimes retweet photos of my hot friends, if you're into that. Jack might go live. Me on never getting a retweet point. by Jack. I see how it is. Yeah, me also not getting a retweet by Jack. So like, I, feel like fine. I need to go. Anyway, <laughs> cheers. Bye. 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 My water. Uh, uh, this had seltzer. It might have been vodka seltzer. Who knows? Vodka. <laughs> <laughs>